Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello everyone, it is the Red Men Podcast. We are on the countdown to kick off Liverpool Real Madrid. Um, yes. Throwing a massive spatter in the works of the longevity of this week's podcast, but whatever, nothing we can do about that. At least we've got an exciting game of footy to look forward to. Uh, Ellen and Jay join us uh, from home for this one. I'm Paul Machen, alongside me is Chris Pajak. Uh, we've got some kickoff questions uh, to get through. Then we're going to be talking a little bit uh, on Arsenal, the Champions League changes that are afoot, uh, and then on to Real Madrid, of course. As well, uh, yeah, the kickoff questions come from the one, the only Sam Quick. Uh, massive congratulations to her as well on the birth of her first child. She's off sat at home, bored, feeding the child. She's been up since two. about three AM. Yeah, mate. Yeah, That's what it is. Yeah, she's given us two questions, and we've uh, we've taken them on board. We love we we love Sam. She's great. Um, which would make the better centre back over the course of a season? Virgil Van Dijk's defensive ability but your physique and fitness or your footballing ability with Virgil van Dijk's physique and fitness right it's very very easy for me it is absolutely my footballing ability with Virgil van Dijk's physique and And the reason isn't because my footballing ability is great it's because my fitness is not okay so it's the it's the it's the better of two very 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 evil things Paul um, here so and I genuinely believe that that would be the case like I mean if you want a centre back blown out of his ass when he's ran to his position on the pitch go with but the other option <laughs> go with the other faces. option yeah you know what I mean <laughs> if you want him tired before he's even, the game's even kicked off if you want if you want to see a centre back dying when you change ends by all means go with the first oh, option Paul like, oh look Virgil's really he's having a little pray before the game just like just tired his big legs just like <gasps> right we'll change ends that'll do him Fucking done, like you know what I mean. So yeah, lesser of two evils. Very much, very much football and ability with Virgil's physique and fitness. Does anyone think they've got physique and fitness levels that wouldn't absolutely catastrophically destroy Virgil Van Dijk? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no, not happening. No, no. Edel, no. Edel's wearing Under Armour, so I presume he's been on some sort of run this morning. Have I fucking <laughs> 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 rolled, out of, rolled out of bed this morning? That's about it, mate. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, you'd like to think you'd be able to, but just 
just in terms of the fitness, because he doesn't have like you know he, he doesn't have a lot of running to do in his in his position. Sound but physique, no. I'm a stick man compared to Verge. There's just absolutely no chance that like I'd be getting bullied in the air. I'd be getting bullied on the deck. It it just wouldn't be a good fit for me. So I'm with Chris on that. Sorry. It would be one of those situations <laughs> because like I'm the same height as Virgil Van Dijk, and the be able, I mean I'd have to have some sort of like. Just sort of cinch you around the waist. But like the BMO where you'd be like, like a Victorian oh, course. Like, looks alright there, you know what I mean? From a distance. <laughs> and then when you realise it's like yeah, trying to move, it's like a static model of the Titanic. But also like you you don't like messing your hair up, so heading the ball is probably not an option. I mean it never has been, but, it never will be. but I'm not far I'm not far off the I'm not far off the verge ponytail at this point. Like you mean, come on, barbers, where, where are you? Um, I yeah, show uh, off, yeah. Yeah, Look at right, you, I can cut my hair. All right, yeah. Oh, sounds. <laughs> yeah, I, is um, why are you wearing a cap today, Jay? I know Chris has started wearing caps. Is it for a similar reason? Well, just to, just to hide the ball, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it only means. <laughs> um, um, okay. Got a bit of Martin Skirtle about him, though. Ah, yeah. Intimidate was... some strikers. Skirtle's got actual hair, though. Have you seen this? Yeah. yeah. I said a bit. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jay. Okay, now. Just come on. Hopkinson, Jay Pearson. He comes out of his own free will, eh? Yeah, you know what I mean? Don't, don't give him anything. Give him up his own free time. Um, brilliant. Thank you. Um, if anyone, anyone think they... Just to talk out the other side of things, Errol. You know, is there any... You know, he's, he's, it gets underrated how good a football Virgil van Dijk is. You know, like he's a he's, he would still be a supremely talented footballer, even if he wasn't very that. mobile or, or you know, in your in your instance, tall. Yeah. You know, it's so could be worse. Uh, I mean, I, I'd, I, I mean, I'd take it if that was all that was given. But I'm thinking of the course of a season. I think the question was for the the whole of a season, wasn't it? Yeah. And I'm just trying to kind of weigh up the options of You'd which is going to say it looks better. Went on. Oh, mate, I'd end up with more injuries as the season went on than anything else. He's still better than me and he's got one knee. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I think we're all in agreement then. I think we might have to clear up some of the some of the comments as well, Paul. There's a lot of people wondering whether we're literally going live till kickoff because it's called Countdown to Kickoff. Yeah. We are not. No. Just to warn you, it's not going to be here for like but, the next nine hours. But we might have some... If Liverpool do well in the next two Champions League games, if they get through to the semi-finals, we might have a, we might have a conversation. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for all that. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and also just, just on to the, to the point that we've kind of sat on there is Jürgen Klopp could probably get a, a tune out of us. If we had Virgil van Dijk's physique and fitness, you know, even now... He could probably make us into a pretty decent. The only tune Klopp. Klopp could get out of me is literally the whistle as I'm blowing out of my arm. No, but that's the point. But you've got Virgil Van Dijk's fitness now, haven't you? You've got your football ability and Virgil Van Dijk's fitness. Well, you'd have to Frankenstein us all together. You'd yeah. have to yeah. Frankenstein us all together. The Just only thing of all four of us. <laughs> the only thing I'd add on to that is, if that was the case, I, I couldn't be a defender. So I'd, it'd be great to have his football and ability and his fitness. But at that point, you're not going to make me a defender, are you? Uh okay, why? Because I'm not I'm, I'm not big enough to be our centre off. Hey, listen, 
should or, ask Carles Puyol whether you need to be a, an absolute. Ask Javier Mascherano. Mascherano. Play for yeah. the two best Barcelona teams in the history of, of football. I'd be cover. I'd be Tiny. cover for Robbo. Just make me cover for Robbo. I can definitely okay. get get in ahead of Timacas. You could be like a a, a, a terrier like DM. I reckon. You know. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. Okay. But I, look, I reckon, I'm honestly of the opinion now that if Ben Davies gets a game for Liverpool at some point between now and the end of the season, then me, with Bezo van Dijk's physique and my footballing ability, would get, would get a, might get a game for Liverpool because that's how good Jürgen Klopp is at his job. So, yeah, let's go let's go with that. The thing that's most and, and Far too many step-overs at the back is what oh, I'm saying here because yeah. Paul loves a step-over. Yeah, but I'd be able to do them slightly faster because <laughs> yeah, of Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. And He's literally great. patented the world's slowest yeah. step-over. It's incredible, actually. It's what? so slow, it bamboozles you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've yeah. never seen one done so slowly. People yeah, crumple to the deck, doubled over with laughter, and then you just... <laughs> Awkwardly stroll past them, it's great. Um, right, uh, Sam Quirk actually asked an additional question. Uh, she said, Non football, most underrated condiment to have with chips. She's gone for Crucial's curry sauce. I've never had Crucial's curry sauce. Crucial's sauces are amazing. They look like like knockoffs if you get them in Iceland and that. They're really like the loads healthier than most sauces and they're a boss of assortment. What are you going for? Can, I go, can I go for a mix? Because I love, and and I'm not allowed to do this in restaurants because I look like a child, but I love mi- mixing mayo with ketchup and American mustard into one super sauce, mess, basically. And like, yeah, so How I'm old are you? I'm 38, <laughs> but yeah, this, I, I'm not allowed to do it in restaurants, but I definitely do it at home. Yeah. Can I have, you go, excuse me, you, you get like, you go, can I have a pot of mayonnaise, please? And you go, can you get a... There's a pot of pot of this. Just, yeah. <sighs> and you mix it together with your chips. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. like, I need a good quarter of the plate empty just to do uh, my sauce mix. <laughs> like uh, like an artist's palette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Errol, underrated condiments to have with chips? Controversial. I'm not really a condiments kind of guy. I'm not going to lie. But there's only two that are ever in my life, if there is. And it's tomato sauce and sweet curry sauce from Mackey's. The only two that are fucked with. Curry sauce, Matt, is, is a very good shout. Um, Jay, you got anything for us? Uh, nothing new, really. Mayo's a nice nice one to go for. Bit of barbecue sauce as well for a Mackey's with the chips. So that's sort of underrated. I do that quite often as well. So, yeah, but pretty boring, to be fair. Bacon A's is also becoming popular, Bacon and that's A's. very good. Mayo, I mean, and, and, and um, Pulp Fiction's got a lot to thank for introducing yeah, Mayo as a concept, even though technically it's the Dutch. Yeah. Um, but the, um, yeah, mixing... Ketchup and brown sauce together. Like oh, I've a, never tried that. Yeah, it's like a rib. It's good for ribs and nice. stuff like that. Like, okay. But it's a good, good like tangy, tangy like version that. of stuff. Um, anyway, um, we'll get on to the Arsenal in a minute. No, not quite. My gosh. Uh, if you had to replace Klopp with a fictional manager slash coach from any sport, who would it be? Now, she, uh, she, she said she'd take Ted Lasso. Um, which yeah. is the correct answer? Greatest television series on the face of planet Earth right now. Um, but I would go with Mickey from Rocky. I think if Liverpool were going into a big game at the moment and Jurgen Klopp wasn't there, but you could get Mickey growling, growling in people's faces, then you'd get you could get a tune out of Liverpool in the short term. I reckon. I'm gonna go Al Pacino from any given Sunday. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> the man who literally led the any given Sunday speech for the Chat Man series, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, gonna, go, I'm, gonna okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Coach Bombay. 
from uh, Gordon, the Mighty Ducks. Gordon, Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay, yeah. Who's that? Just because... Mighty Ducks, Mighty Ducks okay. Yeah, <laughs> just because um, he, he just turned this absolute shite team into fucking will beaters. So, obviously, if we do many, many years down the line go absolutely shite, then he can turn us around. So, yeah, I'll go Coach Bombay. He'd have been great in January. Yeah. Uh, my favourite, uh, I don't even think he's fictional, though. I think he was based on a true character, but it's uh, Coach Carter. He was fucking yeah. boss, man. Yeah. Samuel Jackson and Coach Carter would have been a brilliant coach. He'd have took no shit from nobody. He'd have made them all work, and at the end, they all wanted to fight for the team. And I think that kind of embodies Klopp, so it'd just be like a black cop. Just my Samuel backup Jackson would be the guy who shouts, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. If you can dodge a wrench, <laughs> you can dodge a ball. Just, I yeah. like the idea of someone on the sidelines throwing fucking wrenches on the ruler. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Stepovers on the wrenches. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And Samuel L. Jackson in general, you know, you, you know when you like managers come in and it's a bit like Arteta's got this problem. It's like, well, what have you won? Well, I won like three FA Cups. Good on you, mate. Good on you. Like, you know, <laughs> Brendan Rodgers trying to tell Stephen Gerrard what to do. Well, who are you, mate? What 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 have you done? Samuel Jackson just been like, like what have you done? Well, I've been a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. I've been I was shaft. You know, and you and you start you start a real uh, Nick Fury. Start a real. All right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever. Big you fucking say. soda on the sideline yeah, on a big swing. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, right, I, I, can do- I, I can dodge bullets in Pulp Fiction. There's another one. Yeah, yeah come absolutely. at me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, all of this, all of this stuff. Um, right, so yeah, we're going to talk about Arsenal Champions League change in Real Madrid in a very short moment but yes we've got an exclusive interview with Jamie Carragher uh, streaming right now on the RedmenTV.com previewing not just Real Madrid but the rest of the Champions League for the mighty Reds here's a little clip that's I mean and it keeps you know we're in the international break so you've got those couple of weeks now you can dream or look forward to a game and if you get through the, the course then the semis to come and it's like you know it just I, I still I don't believe right now and I don't think many Liverpool fans believe they'll win the European Cup this year but I think if we get through this round I think we will then, because I think once you're in the semi, and it takes me back to 05, where we didn't believe before we played Juventus. But once you beat Juventus, even though we had Chelsea in the semi, it's a bit like, there's only, it's only two games, it's like a semi and a final, you know, anything can happen. So I think if Liverpool get through this round, I think that's when the belief will really kick in that someone big will have gone out from the other side of the draw. There might have been an upset with uh, City Dortmund. Uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, fingers crossed. Welcome back, welcome back. Go and check out the RedmenTV.com, a miniature streaming service for all Liverpool fans. Uh, we've got that exclusive Jamie Carragher interview. There's a bunch of Champions League documentaries. If you need to fill time between now and kick-off to, well, as I said, quell the excitement, but actually probably stoke it up to maximum levels, because why not? It's nice to feel alive, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we've got loads of Champions League stuff over on there right now, including that exclusive Jamie Carragher interview. Uh, if you sign up a club legend level over there as well, you enter into an exclusive competition to win a Liverpool pin badge set more details will follow later on um, right we had some great responses to the uh, to that final question uh, Blaze did uh, Mickey screaming at Virgil Van like, I want you to eat lightning and crap thunder yeah I'm good for that um Literally, he was thinking Coach Carter says something. We've got a few guys. Uh, Sean Wood saying Coach Carter got to be. Mohammed saying Optimus Prime. <laughs> Talk about motivating the players for the fight. Love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people of Peter Cullen whispering in your ear. Um, Varun says Michael Scott from The Office. Um, yeah, brilliant. So I think some great shouts in there. Keep them, keep them coming. Um, right, let's dive into it. Arsenal, Chris. Um, what I enjoyed about it, and I had a little, a, a little mini rant about how all the teams around us are crap um, on the final word show. But let's let's just go with that for now and double down on the Arsenal stuff. 
Arsenal are rubbish. Like, I didn't want to go too heavy on this in the build-up to the show because you don't want to jinx it, and Arsenal's fan base are very, very, you know, mobilised online very in particular. So. Yes. You, can't, you just tweet the word Arsenal and just see how many responses you get on, on Twitter. Um, but they're rubbish. Uh, they are rubbish. They've got some really good players, but right now, they'll be better. But I thought it was a result where Liverpool got to show, and hopefully we've got a few more of these to come in the league and maybe even the Champions League as well, where Liverpool get to remind the world at their level that yes, they've had a catastrophic sort of collapse in the middle for a whole host of reasons, but the idea that Liverpool and Arsenal are on the same level is an absolute nonsense. And that's it, isn't it? I think Liverpool are defensively, have struggled this season because of all the reasons we know about. Arsenal have struggled defensively for years and years. Like, they've never really got that right, have they? You know, we were talking about it yesterday, weren't we, on the final word show. How I think that, you know, for me, the Arsenal sides that were great that won the leagues had strong centre back partnership and steel in the midfield. You can go back to Vieira and Petit and Gilberto Silva, Tony Adams, Martin Keown, Steve Bold, all of those guys, Sol Campbell. Who are their defenders? It's your second time doing all that, Who and you've missed Lee Dixon at both times. Oh, but you remember and Nigel Winterburn. Go on, let's go. Let's go all the way back. But what are Arsenal's defenders like? What have they been for the last decade? Yeah. A pushover. Yeah. They've been an absolute pushover, and they're going to win games because they've got talent up front. They've got Lacazette and Aubameyang and Odegaard playing well, and Pepe and all that, and they've always had great strikers to get them out of it. It's why Robin Van Persie left them to go to Manchester United to win a league title because he knew that they didn't have the steel behind to put a sustained challenge together in the Premier League. And for me, that's what Arsenal are. They're going to win games because of their forwards. But when you nullify the forwards like Liverpool did, mm-hmm. they haven't got enough. They they just they're like again the fine aren't DJ. You know they've got. I said they can cause problems on the day, and this is why we were so wary about it because we've seen it firsthand. You know they beat us there last season. You know Allison has a significant hand in that, of course, with a, a bit of a shocker. Um, but the you know Aubameyang's class Lacazette's very good uh, Pepe's really expensive um, you know I know the guards you know are owned by Real Madrid so I'm told he's, he's really good as well and if he signs for us great um, but Again, it sounds that, but there's, there's levels, that isn't there really? And that's what this 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 run into the campaign is about. It's about Liverpool have disappointed. They've disappointed themselves. They've disappointed us. Uh, they've made themselves a little bit of a a little bit of a joke because of just how bad it's been. They've yeah. got to go. And, they've got the rest of this season now to prove that the back on the back on it. You know, they can't scale the heights that they, that they would like to. You know, the title defense has been a, an absolute shambles. But they get the chance to end strongly and reset the narrative to go, Liverpool are probably going to be back next season. Yeah, true, mate. And this is where the confidence starts, doesn't it? And that was a very confident performance at the weekend. And I was really nervous about that Arsenal game because, like you said, Paul, we don't tend to do very well when we go down there. It's you know, I think I think it's the first double we've done against them since 16-17. I'm sure someone in the comments might correct me if I'm wrong, but that's, oh, again, it's a massive thing for us to do that. So, yeah, <laughs> that's a massive thing for us to do that. So, again, you know, starting this now, if you want to get confident, now's the time to start doing it because I tell you what, after the weekend and the way that result went, I'm so much more excited for tonight. No, that, that's exactly it, isn't it? And uh, that's what we're looking for right now. You know, I talk about this all the time. When Liverpool have disappointments, what you're looking for is something to grab hold of, something tangible to say, they've got this, they're going to go, they're going to They're gonna drag themselves back into it. More so now than ever because we can't be in the grounds and we can't offer what little support that we were able to previously. And that's what we, we had these conversations over the last couple of weeks about. I think it was you were super optimistic about Liverpool's chances in the run-in. 
Um, no, no, but that, but that's but you needed, you know, you, you if Liverpool don't perform and Liverpool carry on being inconsistent, they make optimistic people look stupid. And what they've done instead has made you look like a like you know like like the, like like the type of fan that we all should be, you know, all brimming with with optimism. Yeah, but to be fair though, mate, it was uh, the Arsenal game presented a banana skin for us because if we would have slipped against Arsenal on the weekend. Yeah. Ultimately, the confidence, no one, especially everybody knows the level that Arsenal's at. Even Arsenal fans know the level that they're at. So if we would have fell short of that hurdle, that would have been the ultimate blow for our confidence on the back of everything that's gone the weeks before. The fact of the matter was, we went into that international break beating Wolves. Uh, you know, we had just gone through on, the, on through the Champions League, the, you know, the, the 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 last 16. So it was like, right, here's a chance to hit. It wasn't like I wanted to be overly optimistic, but I could just see, here's a chance to hit the refresh, refresh button, sorry, and yeah. go in against the Arsenal team. That whether they're, you know, they're fighting for a league or they're, you know, sitting where they are, they are still an Arsenal. It's a big English club that is going to be watched around the world and even if we can't be in the ground for, as fans the rest of the world is watching that game just because of the names that are involved in it so for me it was like if we can hit that reset button and hit it and knock it out that for the lads has got to be a huge boost of confidence and then what more what more of a way do you want to motivate yourself than having a tie against Real Madrid so I just started seeing the Things were going to start to change in our favour, provided we went and done what we needed to do on the pitch. And so far, so good. Do you know what I mean? There's still plenty yeah. of games left to play, and we've got a huge one tonight. But that was the that was to for us was our next biggest challenge, and we came out with flying colours, man. I'm, I'm, yeah. I was buzzing. Yeah, absolutely. And you just means again, you know, you look at the, looking at the Premier League and whatever <laughs> we said this, Chris. You don't. That feels like we can stop looking over our shoulder. Now, obviously, there's going to be a couple of little interchanges. Now, obviously, West Ham picked the win up on uh, last night, so they've gone back above us. So we're back down to seventh in the league. I'm not asked. I saw what the table could be at the weekend, and when you when you beat someone like Arsenal as well, there's a hierarchy to how the game how the game should be. And for me, you know, Man City, Man City are not going to go anywhere. You know, they might go through a year or two if Pep Guardiola moves on where you've got to bring a new guy in to ch- and maybe change some methods or whatever but like unless their owners get just get bored and get off man city are going to be are going to be the one or first or second for for the longest for the for the long term man united i think there's still loads of doubts over them chelsea have got the squad in potential and they finally got a good manager but they're not the finished article it does just feel a little bit like it was just nice to go arsenal Will be would have been desperate to be in this like we're still in this clutch of really really good football clubs, but it was a reminder to me anyway that the best two clubs in this country are right now are Man City and Liverpool. We've just we we've just been hamstrung for a bunch of reasons. Of course we have, of course we have. But when, but when next season starts, there's two names that I'm th- I'm looking at for the title, and that is Manchester City and that is Liverpool. I don't put Manchester United close to us. I think they're 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 a good side and that they grind out results, but they're not a good side. You know what I mean? And I think Liverpool, when they're on form and when they don't have the problems that they've had this season, they're miles better. And it's a two-horse race next season for me. And, you know, but, but, but we've got to get there. And we've got a big end of the season first. And we've got to f- think, fight for things before we can look ahead at next yeah. season. Those conversations, there's plenty of time for those conversations. We've got a Champions League quarter-final tonight. And we've got a huge run-in in the Premier League. And I was sat here a couple of weeks ago saying Liverpool haven't got a chance of getting top four. Well, my word, one weekend has changed all of that. Because yeah. not only that, you're now looking at the gap between is it Leicester and West Ham? And you're thinking... That might come back as well, because yeah. I think that's now down to four points and stuff. And I, I watched the full West Ham game last night, and um, 
I really thought they were going to bottle it, to yeah. be honest with you. It looked like, you know, three Wolves, up, they were 3 0 up and Wolves get it back to 3 2 and stuff. And obviously, West Ham had a goal disallowed, rightly so, actually, for a handball and stuff. But, you know, you see the way that they're playing. They're looking like a good side right now and they've got some tough games and stuff. But the way that if everyone keeps taking points off each other and we can just be good for the next part, then Liverpool have got a real chance. And I'm completely changing my tune on that. Yeah, yeah. But how long will that continue? Certainly. We'll take um, that. We'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll turn around. Funny old game in it um it Scott Orton. it's only been one literally one game one yeah. round of games an yeah. international break and then everything pretty much going our way yeah um Scott Hawks with a $45 super chat thank you so much Scott incredibly says too knackered to make sense so we'll try to sleep and hope for a win tonight see you over the watch along come on you Reds yeah I, I always find that mad like trying to work out time differences at this point that there's people who are going to bed waiting to arise for the game later on that's it uh, but yeah everyone get make sure you get yourselves uh, straight for that um Oh, Damien Chirovsky actually saying Chelsea have a good manager, but if he doesn't get Champions League football next season, he's gone. If it was any other club in the world, I'd, I'd say you're on crack, lad. Yeah. But he's not. I mean, he's a Chelsea. Uh, he's a Chelsea. And my thing is, and it's been like this for a couple of years, who goes to Chelsea? Why would you go? They've literally spun through every good manager. I know, but like, he, he, it's just an 18 month contract in it for him. Well, like, at least he's. Done that. Well, you know, at, least at least he knows. Yeah, that well, too. that's it. I suppose they want to save themselves twenty million pounds in bloody sacking fees and all that type of stuff. I think it's, I think it's ego as well, to be honest, mate. From a manager's perspective, I think they feel as though since Mourinho's went there, who else has been able to go there and kind of mould the Chelsea squad into the club to be a, a, a version of them? And I think the next, the person that they always put in that seat always feels like I'm going to be the next big thing in managerial football and he kind of just set themselves up for a fall ultimately apart from Lampard because he was like a company man yeah but the thing is with that we say that but like they've won a European Cup and they win the domestic league quite a lot you know, particularly yeah. in the last twenty years, if you're gonna, if you're a manager and you'll look around the clubs to manage, we don't think because we've grown up, we we we've seen Chelsea. We remember Chelsea before Abramovich, so we still. I I, I know they're a big club. I don't I don't. They always feel like a kind of club who could, who could if Abramovich got off, they might well just disappear back into the past. You could see them in twenty years' time being a forest or a villa where you remember them, you know, people from a certain era remember them really fondly because they haven't got a, like a mega massive ground. They haven't got, they've won loads and loads of silverware. But the um, but right now you're a manager around world football, looking around, you go, I can, they get in the Champions League most seasons and they're, they're able to, and, they, and they, they spend money where you need it to be, to be, to be spent. Think, they've got exciting players to work with. Yeah. Is the reason why people go yeah, to Chelsea. Yeah, 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 no, you, you're right. But I mean, like maybe, maybe, maybe Errol's right on this maybe it does come down to their egos and stuff because if I looked around and looked at that job and I was a football manager I think what's the point like I'm not going to get to do what I want to do like uh, you know but maybe that's it maybe they, their ego is bigger and think I'll be the man to turn this around you know mm. what I mean and, but it seems insane like fair play they're the one of the only clubs that are able to do that they're the only club that I can remember that are able to consistently just fuck the managers off and win silverware Real Madrid, and stuff being the Real Madrid maybe yeah I mean yeah yeah. yeah I mean they do they do inconsistent silverware um, but yeah it just it baffles me to be honest with you I'd just be like I wouldn't go near it yeah. I wouldn't go near well, it's it it's just the thing is though it doesn't there are examples where it does, but if you go in and you and if you can go, you've got the cha- you've got a chance of winning the big trophies, and if you do that, even you know if you got two, if you can win a big trophy in two years, you might get three if you if you do if you do an okay at most at Chelsea, but then you take that and you go and do do whatever like Mourinho's career. Mourinho went from Chelsea to what 
Inter Milan and, and Real Madrid and you know and Man United we see it as a step down because of how Man United have fallen by that point but as far as your CV goes it still looks amazing doesn't it it's interesting what, whether you just you know you just look at it and go I'm going to get paid a wedge there's a load of exciting players that I get to work with I might get to poach some of them for my next football club down, down the way and it might be a stepping stone for me to end up at another reasonably sized club but you're right for me cause, because we're raised in Liverpool where we like longevity and we like keeping our managers we like building a, a dynasty it always feels very odd. I, Chelsea fans mentality is mad they've been conditioned to think this way as well Well, they, they, they don't like it now the Chelsea fans that I speak to they're at the point where they just want someone to fall in love with yeah. for a long time they don't want to fling no more with these managers <laughs> and that's what they are every single time don't they and you know for me I, I just think it's absolutely balmy and I don't know what managers if it is their ego they, do they really think that they can achieve what they need to achieve in two years? I mean, managers need time. They all say it. We need time. It's the one club where you're guaranteed to not get that time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that was a wonderful tangent to slagging Chelsea. That was great. I'm enjoying this. Uh, we should just go around every, all the Premier League players. What do we dislike about X, Y, and Z? Uh, right, we just br- briefly touch upon this show. Um, ben and Ross did the Around the League show, which uh, streams every Monday uh, night on uh, theremontv.com, uh, looking at the wider footballing world and the big stories around there. There's Champions League changes now. They, they look like they were going to be ratified last week. There was a delay to that, largely around things like broadcasting rights and, and, and money split and what have you between UEFA and clubs and all that kind of thing. Uh, but it looks like it's going to happen, a move to the Swiss model, where there's an, an additional uh, four Champions League teams, so 32 to 36 teams in the Champions League competition. There's going to be a league format which where clubs play 10 games, five home, five away, five away based on seedings. Uh, and there's those extra four places, there's talk of at least a couple of them being um, safety net places. Um, all of this seems like, Chris... A bit like, you know, we're having a chat about the Super League, uh, you know, potentially. And all that. This is a reaction to that, by the way. This is like UEFA desperately trying to convince people not to jump ship. Um, these are all things that sound pretty good for Liverpool, in, you know, in a top-line sense. More top European games, more money coming in from the Champions League and a chance that, like, so let's say for this season, if Liverpool was to finish outside the Champions League places, we would almost certainly be given one of those safety net places to be back in the season after. So from that pure perspective... Like great, but there is a real like I can see why everyone who's not one of the established big four, five, six clubs in the Premier League thinks this is a bit of a shit idea. Absolutely, and I think it's a bit of a shit idea anyway, to be honest. But I didn't like the European Super League either. I mean, I quite like the competition and the way that it's it is now. I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's better than what we're seeing. And I don't really like leagues where you don't play everybody. I think they're pointless. They're not really a league, mm-hmm. um, as far as I understand what a league is. And you know, then you're just basing it off seed and stuff like that well why a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer budget-friendly flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment the plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why don't you just have mini leagues where they all play each other and the best two go through? We've oh, got wait, we've seedings got already. Yeah, yeah, we've got that already. Like so, I just it just baffles me to be honest with you. And it's just a pure money grab. You just have to look at the total amounts of games compared to what the Champions League is now. There's 125 games in the Champions League as it stands. There'll be 225 in this format. There's your reason that they're doing it. Yeah. There's another hundred games that can be broadcast, and there's another hundred times that stadiums can be filled, and the clubs are going to absolutely fucking love that because why wouldn't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on the um, like from the from the English football perspective, Jay, the the EFL are obviously a bit unhappy with this because it looks like that'll be the end of the top teams involved in the League Cup. Uh, but this is where it always becomes a difficult conversation because we get very very you know glassy eyed and you know and and and. and Dreamy when we think about like this nostalgized version of English football. No other league in world footy has got a League Cup. You know, it's got two domestic cup competitions. And like, I, I, it's another piece of silverware. It feels a bit daft to try and cast it out. And it's obviously a massive bonus to clubs down the football pyramid. Um, but it's it's funny that you know we can we sit here we 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 almost laugh at the league cup every single season and yet when we go oh it might get might get binned it's like oh you know, we get a little bit a little bit reticent at that point. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Because I mean, we like we like being the record holders of the uh, of the league cup, don't we? We have won it the, the most amount of times. I'd love to add another few to it because it's it's so deep involved in our history. You know, it's a massive part of our of our history in the eighties and seventies when we won it. You know, a few times on the trot, and it is a special cup to us. But again, like like Chris said, you know, football moves on and it evolves, and the other trophies become far more important. And you know, you, I wouldn't want to be out of the league cup every year, absolutely not, because like you said, it, it it's an option, but. You know, again, it's all down to money, isn't it? If the Champions League is going to make us more money, this is where it's where the balance finds, and you might, you will find the top clubs that are just not entering it at all, or it might just disappear. And again, it's like the agenda thing: is it do you want, do you want, you want to be a part of the League Cup when you're sort of down to the semis and the and the final? But then in the early rounds, think, oh, I'm not bothered because the league form is more important. But it's how your how your agenda works in the season. Because right now, given the way the league's gone, would I like to be in the League Cup final in April? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's mad, isn't it? Because I mean, like the League Cup, particularly from a Liverpool perspective, Edel's been an absolute shambles for the last two seasons for us. You know, you think about it, we, you know, they, they refused to find a reasonable place in the fixture calendar for the Aston Villa game, so we went to Qatar to be, to try and, you know, for the for the national honour to go and try and European or to go and be world champions. We weren't allowed to compete effectively in in the uh, League Cup as a result, and then similar sort of thing happened this season. Obviously, not not for us because we didn't get through the rounds. But with the, the, the there was it was it the quarterfinals being played in like Christmas week, it's just mad, you know. It, it, and it, it does feel like there's going to come up, but there's obviously benefits to it. But the League Cup is like the ugly stepchild of of English football at this point. 
really, really is when you put it like that. But um, worst case scenario, why can't we do what we was forced to do last year again? You know, have Liverpool fly the banner for Liverpool and, you know, field a load of young lads that are either in the under-21s or under-23s that are up for the challenge. Go make a name for yourselves. Like, go and prove that, you you know, you, you, you feel that you are of the level to be competing for big trophies. And what better way to kind of get competitive football? I think there's some merits for them to be able to contend in that competition. The long-term thing about the um, the new revamp of the Champions League, I'm like, Chris, why? If it's not broke, don't fix it. But they're obviously just seeing money signs left, right and centre, and that's what they're chasing them. There's a knock-on effect to the league as well, and don't pretend there isn't. I mean, if six clubs are almost guaranteed every year to get into the Champions League, that six clubs becomes a complete and utter breakaway. You don't get your Leicesters. You don't get things like that happening because there's just too much money. Because these, they, you think there's a, a, a gap now? When the increase of money comes in for the Champions League club, that gap gets wider. And mm-hmm. look, as a Liverpool fan, there's a selfish part of me where I think it's brilliant. Well, we're only fighting five teams for the league every year. But actually, from a, a sport fan, a competitive standpoint, that's not good for the league. Yeah. It's not good in any way, shape or form. And then you think, well, what does that do to the actual standard of football? Because I bet you the standard of football goes down for playing more games. And what you're going to need is you're going to need bigger squads. You're going to need bigger wages. You're going to need this. And then the standard of footy, you're changing your size every week because you've got two games every single week huge games in the Champions League every single couple of weeks or whatever This the footy may never actually get better for it because you're constantly rotating your squad there's long gone of the season like last year where Liverpool play 30 games with a pretty much unchanged side because they're just not able to do that with extra games in Europe and all that type of stuff so yeah There is a knock-on effect that I don't think is being considered enough here. And it kills every league, not just the Premier League. You think there's a gap in Germany. Yeah, you think there's a gap in in France and Spain. This is just all to make those clubs bloated. Well, this is the thing. And just from a Liverpool perspective, because I agree, because there's a great comment here. It's just echoing what you're saying there from uh, Asim. He says there has to be a limit how many games we force these teams to play. It's a cycle. More games equals bigger squads equals more wages. The increased revenue just gets lost on maintaining squads. So the idea you Bringing more money in is great, but you've then got to pay an extra five players just to be able to maintain the amount of games that you're playing. Uh, and then it goes on and goes on and goes on. We always talk about this in a business sense. The bigger you get, the more it got, it, you unlock new expenses as you, as, as you go. Um, Connor Essie is saying, uh, with the Super saying new Champions League setup is a travesty. The thing is, and, and the only point on this. And you look at this from from FSG's perspective, and well, whatever, just the Liverpool owners, doesn't matter whether it's FSG or not. Whoever's trying to make Liverpool successful, whether they move on or they stay or whatever, they are fighting against uh, Manchester City, who have got a bottomless pit of funds to be able to maintain what they do. You're not according to Guardiola. Oh, you liar. (laughs) Fucking liar. You're a liar, Guardiola. You're a big, bald liar. Um, The. you're fighting against Bayern Munich, who again, you know, to what gap they very, very rarely. There's no one who's going to be able to contend with them in the long term, unless Leipzig become a real powerhouse in the coming years because they've got the funds to do it as well. You look at um, France, PSG are always going to be there. It's always going to be Real or Barca, and every now and again you'll have a spell where Atletico are able to stand up, but they'll they'll drop off uh, every now and again. So on, so forth. you have a similar situation in Italy, and Liverpool are fighting uh, fighting that way. Where the Premier League has five football clubs you can all fighting out for these for these situations so and with, with FFP looking like it's just going to get absolutely chopped to bits 
this is why Liverpool's owners are, are amongst the forefront of these. And Man United as well, because they see the danger. They look at Chelsea and they look at Man City and go, well, there's two places that we we almost have lost every season because you can't compete with the finances of those, of those guys. And they're just trying to make sure that they safeguard it because Liverpool's business plan is built on success, not on being a sugar daddy. So you need to be able to maintain that thing. And if you have one bad season, it kills you off. It could potentially kill you off and you've got to swallow it and then does that have a knock-on impact, impact down the line? As I say, from a Liverpool, a, a purely selfish Liverpool perspective, I understand the, the, the need to try and make sure that Liverpool are always at that table, even if they don't necessarily deserve to be at that table. So on sport and merit, it's a bad thing. And you know, there was talks reading the, the I uh, their report on it um, and saying, "I like, I think they said, I don't know, this is true. I, I didn't think this was the case, but they were saying in the current system, in the current season, if West Ham finished fourth and we finished out, we would take West Ham's place. Now that would be a piss take. Mm. I'm not here for that. Like you know, because that, that's that's when it kills it off." For me, if you're ste- if you're literally stealing a place, if it's an additional place, like you, you, people, people would want Liverpool not to be in it just for the fucking, f- you know, to, because it'd be hilarious for Liverpool to not be in it, and I think it would take some getting used to. But again, I'm, I'm just, I'm just here for Liverpool. They, sh- they should make concessions. Yeah, they should make concessions in that circumstance, then, mate. Like the way that, um, you know, like for the the lower league when they have the playoffs. If West Ham were to get it on like the actual places, we should end up in a knockout with them for the place. So you're fighting for it, and at least they've got a chance to still get in there. And if we are better than them over two legs or whatever it is, then we get to go through. There should be something where you know those teams still get the end of the season a chance to fight for their place at the end of it all, even if you know we are seeded or you know well placed. But oh, let's let's let, let's put that let's put that question to Karen Brady. Let's listen to that uh, response on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon about it all, then, Jay? Um, it's it reminds me of it all started when it happened to us, didn't it? When we won the Champions League and we finished outside the top four, that's where the the mass of this conversation has started way back then. Because that again, it was well, what do we do? That was the whole talk about Liverpool if they did win it, and we did, and we had to go through the qualifying stage, which effectively became pre-season friendlies didn't they really for us and it was a good time to to enjoy the footy that but um it's i i agree with paul i don't i don't think it's right you you, you get to steal a place from someone who's, who's played 38 games and really earned the the way in then credit to west ham if that ends up happening then west ham will fully deserve that champions league place and but then i also agree with what jamie carragher said back in 2005 how can you call it the champions league if the champions aren't and in it, do you know what I mean? When you when you dial it, we win the, the competition. So it's it's an awkward one, isn't it? I just hate to be on up. the negative end of it. Yeah, we opened this up, didn't we? The second we started letting second, third, and fourth place teams into the into the Champions League and and still calling it the Champions League. You know, we've been yeah. on this this path forever. We sat here staunchly defending a model that's already it's the fucking same thing. You know, if you if you could rewind, go back thirty, whatever, forty, thirty five years in time. We were sat here on this conversation, nappies. No, no, we have missed the point. But you, but you sat there going, it's the Champions League. There was up, there was this uproar when they changed it. To Bet the your dad League. had these conversations with his mates. Yeah, Bet your dad had them. Yeah. You know, you know, there was an uproar when they changed that because it was all about money grabbing. You know, we were having this chat before, Chris. About we, we you, people forget, and it's, it's an age thing as well. If you're under, if you're under twenty five, this is what the Champions League's always looked like to you. You know, to your, in your memory, whereas it never did. In the early noughties, there was two group stages. Prior to that, there was it was the top, the, the all the 
winners of the groups progress, but only half of the second place teams progress to the next round. It was based on who had the best the best results of the second place teams. So you could finish second in your group and not go through to the knockouts. But and they've just made it more and more and more. So ultimately, you know, they, they brought the group stages in because he wanted to guarantee that Real Madrid would play six games. You got a guaranteed six Real Madrid Champions League games every single season. Even if they were crap, you could watch them play six times, and that that was it. And that's this is just this is the point. I, I never get I can't get too outraged about this because it benefits Liverpool in terms of secures Liverpool's finances. It means we are going to be in those competitions more often than not. And again, it's just it's just the fucking. It's just the more of the same, isn't it? You know what I mean? We've been going this way for years. In 20 years' time, this will have just been the norm. No one will remember that it wasn't like well, this. Well, until in, tw- in 15, 20 um, years' time when they change it again and because again, they need to bloat themselves no, exactly. even more. And, and people will go and we'll, have, yeah. we'll be having the same conversations and, and so on and, and so on and so forth anyway. The, re- the day they, they, they finally realise that there's two types of football and VAR did this and no one's noticed is that there's, and I've been saying this for years, it was like 10 years ago I had this idea of just, of just splitting footy and a bit like it's not quite like Union and League but in the perception of what Rugby Union and Rugby League is whereas Union looks really super polished and really like yeah. it looks like the professional sports whereas League looks like the kind of stuff you do in the park with your mates it's you create the beautiful game and the people's game and you go the beautiful game is World Cups and Champions Leagues and all the elite clubs playing all the elite clubs and all that kind of stuff with all the technology and all the all the money and all the sponsors and all that and then the people's game is that is 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 everything. It's it's the FA Cup. It's the fact that anyone can come from anywhere and star in the biggest games in that competition. Now, would there be an interest in that? I've no fucking idea. I suspect there would be a it would be a really horrible period of adjustments, and there'd probably be loads of people upset. At like it's like putting the dome round Springfield in the Simpsons movie. Mm. You know, do you want to be on the inside or do you want to be on the outside? On the inside, you've got this perfect biosphere where everything's you know lovely, but on the outside, you've got a whole world a whole world to explore it just got when you were doing that i know it's not the same but it just kind of reminds me of the cricket it's like the, the way that the top england players basically don't play all summer for their clubs do they because they're off with england and stuff like that and that's it's just and i'm not a cricket fan but i can imagine that that would just really annoy you yeah if your players were just off all summer because you're good players and like but that's that's the way we're going I mean, that's it isn't it you know it's um but it's definitely yeah. something Paul, you sound you, when you when you're saying that before, it's basically the same conversation Rick Parry had with the elite clubs in 1990 about forming the Premier League, and yeah. when that happened, you know the lower divisions just were, were were against it big time, and it took a long time for it to go through, and there was that massive gap because of the because of what Sky did with the Premier League staff, and then the Division One was just that massive difference, and it's slowly coming round again where the sort of like the Championships elevated itself a lot over the past 20 years, and you know credit to the league itself. And I do feel it's going to go that way again, where there's going to be that massive gap again. So you're you're absolutely spot on. Yeah, yeah. I think as a fan of as a fan of football, there's a there's a massive disconnect, isn't there? I think yeah. we're all right, we're a top side, but like there's there's ninety odd clubs in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's just so different, isn't it? It's you a know? different thing. We had, again, it's one of our conversations. We did a great chat on this, and then the audio never got recorded or whatever, so we never got to put... I never remember what we put out and what we didn't because we had a couple of these kind of shows. But, I mean, look, you get to go and watch your football team, it's fine, but there's the conceit, it's, it's an end to the conceit. 
and the conceit right now is that anyone can play. You can go, you can rise through the divisions and win the league. And football manager and chap manager has been and has been selling us this dream now for for thirty years, and it's nonsense. You can't. You can you, you you know unless you, someone mega rich comes in and throws endless funds at it, you know, with no return on investment for like a decade. You know, there's there's literally no chance of it happening. Or you know, you stumble upon. Well, this is what Leipzig did. Leipzig were not a football, basically a barely a football team, and now they're competing for the Bundesliga. Yeah. But they had to be completely rebranded, stolen from their you well, know they, all the local people and yeah. all that kind of stuff yeah. to have it. You know, and the old, and what's what's the flip side of that? It, it, MK Dons is you know is is where you know people think that's going to lead to a massive success, and now they're you know they're on a they're on a almost on a par with AFC Wimbledon, who started up out of out of nowhere as a result. It's just that you lose this notion. The other point I was making a, a month ago on this is that people don't care what the reality is, but the reality is. Real Madrid and Barcelona and AC Milan and Juventus and Bayern, all the big clubs in Europe, they compete in their domestic league and they love the domestic leagues and it's where they come from and they have, and they try to be the best they can be in them, but they also have eyes on Europe and being the best team in Europe as well. And the big teams in England have that, but the, this country doesn't like that for whatever reason. The Premier League doesn't like that because yeah, the no, Premier no, League no, wants yeah, the Premier yeah. League the, to be the be The Italian league want to elevate it. So that they they have an Italian winner of the Champions League. The English league want to say the Premier yeah. League's more important than the Champions the League. Italian yeah. The Italian FA literally overlooked match fixing yeah, so to allow their teams yeah. to be back in the Champions League. And, and we lost it. to fucking AC Milan in the final that year. Because yeah. because that's how committed the Italian Italian football is to making their teams be the best across the board. Because they recognise that there's a there's a rising tide floats all boats scenario where if your teams can be successful in Europe, they bring more eyes to your league and and, and all that kind of stuff. So you know you might see Liverpool in the Champions League final. You become a Liverpool fan. You start watching Premier League. You start becoming a consumer. You start seeing their advertising, buying their products, doing all that kind of stuff. The Premier League doesn't like that doesn't like that idea or doesn't buy into it because it want again it wants the Premier League to it wants to be able to say we we're the best football we're this and that and it's not it's just, but it's little England all over it yeah. fits this right. country's yeah. fucking mentality on, on a whole and that's not how, to say these plans are good by the way but you know it, that's something worth remembering go on Al. how did, how did these clubs become big clubs in the first place who <laughs> all of the names that you just mentioned how did yeah. they all become big clubs like. Whenever they were started, they all started from humble beginnings, did they not? Yeah. Apart from Real Madrid, because they're obviously they're the King's Club. But most of them started yeah. from relatively humble beginnings. And it's yeah. business, man. At the end of the day, sport has become business. They're hand in hand with each other now. And yeah. you don't see Coca-Cola going to, going to war with Aldi's own cola, do you? Because they're yeah. in a completely different league. And I know it's, it, as you were saying then, the last point you've made, it's that little Britain mentality. That's so true, because at the end of the day, we are now rewarding the clubs that have historically gave to the sport of football without some of the memories that Real Madrid would give you in the, in the 50s, 60s, what we did in the 70s, 80s, even what Man U did to, to get to their treble in the end of the 90s. Without those big events from those big clubs, the sport wouldn't be the sport that it is today. I mean, we're standing on the shoulders of great players, great teams and great clubs all because of the hard work, the resources yeah. that they put in. And other teams now have been like, well, this is a great sport. And they do it for sport and merit because they've got good communities and they've got good grassroots and they've worked their way up. But ultimately, I don't really feel that much remorse for the 
the lesser teams, as you say, because the Premier League's still going to earn millions. It's still going to be billions, even. It's still going to be one of the most watched leagues across the world. And if there's always, if there's even that much of an opportunity that you can break into the season after two, three good seasons ranked high up, most of those teams will still take it. You think that you think you'd get Leicester to go back down or stay up if the if the league format changed? No, they'd sit where they are. You wouldn't give up their position now because they fought for it. Why should we or Man U or City give up the position that they fought for? The only reason it's become conflated is because of the mega money that's been dropped in since the since the millennium. That's the only reason it's become as conflated as it has. Well, it's capitalism, opinion. isn't it? You know, that's what it is. It's, we live in a capitalist world, and it's a bit. And you're right; it becomes a business thing, and business people want to don't want don't like losing money. They don't like not not having those things, and that's where it feels really awkwardly with us. Because you're right; you know, we're seeing a, a comment here about um, Gonzalo saying the league in, in Spain is pathetic, and that's you know, there's, and, and the Bundesliga is exactly the same. The Premier League is at least more interesting. You know, you know, I don't want to. You've got to find that balance between. I don't want it. Don't really want a crap league. I don't want it to be a you know a, a but you know it, it, to be a a procession every you season. It, you want it to mean something when you well, win it for the start. But look at this yeah. season. It but the Premier League is this is the thing we've we've not kind of noticed. But like because people because no one hates Man City enough because they're just I said this plenty of times they're just. The people people hate other football clubs more than they hate City. So City are a nice buffer to your own misery. And and but City and Ruin have, have have done it. City are effectively Bayern Munich at this point. They steal the be- they steal everyone's best players and they can just sit on the top forever and ever and ever. The fact that they are going to walk their way to potentially what can they still do a quadruple this season? Are they still in they still in all yeah. the competitions? You know, if they yeah. do that, that's like Fuzzy will carry on. But like they've broken, they've they've broken all of the conceits that I'm talking about. That and no one will know. It's like the way that fucking you know, like Trump getting in power and the Tories being in charge and all that, and the sell off of the NHS because no one's literally showing you it and, and talking you through it and, and rounding you up on a day to day basis on it. You kind of you, you're distracted by things going on elsewhere. But yeah, it's fucked. The only chance Liverpool have got of being able to consistently top on Man City is to earn as much money as possible and not slip below that. So you know. We might be destroying the Premier League, but we're doing it for the good of football. <laughs> Just capitalism in it, shit. Just you know, go support AFC Liverpool. They're they're lovely. Um, Joe Games and with the super chat, uh, they should combine the FA Cup and the EFL Cup. They should make every tie two legged and one an aggregate score. Right, Joe, that. Wow, makes the problem even worse. There's, like, let me just explain what you've just offered there. You, you've you've combined the competitions, but you've actually made more games because there's more rounds of the FA Cups: the third round, fourth round, fifth round, quarterfinals, Both. semis, final, first leg, second leg. Yeah, all two legged. So you've effectively doubled. You know, yeah, and, uh, yeah. That's. See where he's going thanks. from, but yeah. Thanks for the suggestion. I think you might need to just quickly get a pen, a pen and paper and sketch out the what that what that looks like in reality. Um, right, look, um, Real Madrid coming tonight. Um, uh, I'm, yeah, Edel's literally shaking because um, I am, 
I'm so excited for this game of football. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, it's not because I think we're nailed on, but I, 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 you know, us winning a couple of games of football has helped my confidence no end. But it just goes back to this thing of we're not, we're not there. I'd much rather be over there in the Bernabeu watching this game and soaking it all up again and looking for revenge from not not even from Kiev but from like them them beating us when we had that B team uh, there under Brendan Rodgers. I um this is what it's about. We said this at the back end of last season with the restart. It's just it feels like we're on the path to getting normal life back. We're not there yet, so you still need things to get excited for and a, a good tussle what between two European love? pedigree What can teams? you not love about Liverpool playing Real Madrid in the Champions League? It just doesn't get much better, does it? Mm-hmm. You know, the most successful side versus... Third, third most successful side in European in your in the European Cup and you know especially when it's like you know I look at their manager and I look at what he's won and Zizou and what that type of a player he was and you know the big players that they've had and stuff like that and I look at it and go even this Liverpool side who've struggled this season I think I've got a great chance are a better side than Real Madrid. And I can't wait to go there and watch. I can't wait to be there later and watch the lads try and prove that. Because this is what it's about. This is the fucking stuff. It's not a mundane Premier League side against a team that's going to sit back and play low block. Nah, this has got exciting football rows all over it tonight. Yeah, this is this is one of them, isn't it, Errol? Where it's. It's a mark your fixture in your calendar. Make sure you've got a nice, comfortable place to watch it. You're plenty stocked up on ale or whatever. Um, and then, um, yeah, just sit back and, you know, whatever will be, will be. Chris is right. This is not like a mid-season grind. We're into the business end. It's a game of football that genuinely matters. Yeah, this is a privilege. I mean, it absolutely is. And from, from our perspective, like I keep saying, we play better when we're the underdogs. So the fact that like Real Madrid will still fancy themselves against us, that could play into our favour. And uh, more than anything else, I'm just, given the football that we've watched the last couple of weeks and the performances that we've managed to, to, to get out of the lads, I'm just more confident that we're going to perform tonight. And for me, that was the biggest thing. I feel like so much of our season, it's been like we, we've performed, but we haven't let ourselves down. But ultimately, I just think we can put out a, good solid 90 minutes and if we do that it doesn't mean that we're guaranteed to win but it almost guarantees us that we're very difficult to beat and I think that's going to be the key thing for us tonight yeah it's one of them isn't it Jay I said this all along I think people get lost in football of like the, the expression of like should be winning is just one of the most fucking annoying expressions in yeah. footy what all I want is Liverpool to have a chance and and that's why I'm excited because I genuinely feel like we have a chance and not you know a couple of weeks ago it was in a oh just a bit of spit sawdust and magic because you're there and it's Liverpool but we're actually we're actually winning football matches again we've actually got a settled more settled team it's possible because it's because it's possible yeah absolutely mate give yourself a chance give yourself an opportunity for that second leg to really knock knock them out and make a statement in this competition and it, everybody else. If we knock Real Madrid out of this this competition, that would be a massive eye opener to a lot of other teams that have been watching us this season. In terms of the rivals in Europe, thinking, do you know what? Actually, these these lads are still doing pretty well in Europe. People know our pedigree in this competition, and it was the exact same as it was in I think it was 0809 when we went to the Bernabeu, and it was like, just give yourself a chance. And Ben Ayun scores that header, and we we go back to Anfield with a one nil win. And you know, we all know what happened in that second half, don't we? So again, it's just all about that. But we've not had these moments and these types of. Um, games for a long time and it's only been like the last couple of years where these big Champions League ties are back with us and we deserve this opportunity once again to like Chris said play in 
you know, arguably the greatest, the greatest side of the century, whatever one what they want to be called these days. There's so many labels for Real Madrid these days, isn't there? But it's it's just so exciting, and yeah, we we deserve to be in the mix, and people shouldn't uh, forget about that as well. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. Before we move on, mate, I saw I noticed a comment from Marcus Bennett saying that he lives right by where the game's going to be. Be do us a favour. I know size just messaged you in the comments as well. But if you can send us any footage of the coach coming in, or if you do manage to get inside or whatever, Marcus, send us the footage, mate, and we'll put it out and show everybody the footage and stuff. So free yeah. full bells and whistles subscription to the Redmen TV and a free piece of mer- Redmen merchandise of your choice. Um, if you manage to get us some decent footage, anyone who is in and around uh, the game tonight wants to do that, then that is a bounty that I'm offering um, right it. here, right now for, uh, for for footage of the coaches shot in uh, landscape, not portrait. Um, but I'm not picky at this point. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Ma- Marcus, Marcus is like that now. Oh, they saw me comment. I live in Bournemouth. He said, yeah. no, he said, I'll tell my best to get some footage. Got any idea when the bus will be coming into the stadium? Marcus, for a Redmen TV subscription for a year and any piece of merch, that's your digging to do, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I just, we're just putting the bounty out there. Like, you mean, Billy the Kid is somewhere in the in the Wild West. If you want to take home the bounty, go and track him down and kill him. Um, yeah, dead or alive, it's the footage is coming with you. Um, yes, go and uh, do that. If anyone wants to do that, I'm, hap- I'm happy to offer, offer that kind of stuff up. That'd be great. Um, Wonderful, absolutely wonderful. I thoroughly enjoyed that. We need to tell Marcus how to get the footage to so us. We'll send it to yeah. um... interact at the redmentv.com. Please, that'd be great. Yeah, that fills Chris's inbox. That's great. Um, the um... <laughs> right, Sal. Uh, yes, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. I am absolutely buzzing for this. If you guys haven't checked out the Uncensored Match Build-Up Show, then do so. All talking about this. If you want to do a little bit more on the Champions League reforms and what that means, the Around the League Show is streaming now on the RedmenTV.com. The Jamie Carragher interview is on there as well, uh, and the final word show for Real Madrid. Uh, you know, win, lose or draw. Sixty minutes talking about that game is exclusive. To to the website uh, yeah if you join us a club legend you get free merchandise you get discounts on merchandise you get uh, access to our discord group chat with us and the uh, redmond contributors free of free of dickheads apart from us um which is a very rare thing for any internet-based football forum uh, but it's full of lovely human beings uh, really is. and you get again our full suite of liverpool streaming content uh, documentaries features interviews and all that good stuff perfect time to subscribe and keep yourself entertained in the lulls between liverpool football matches um, right thank you so much to Edel and Jay and of course to Chris Page the hardest working man in football YouTube and beyond uh, we'll be back with another Redman podcast next week